Hey everybody, Greg here. Just wanted to jump in and tell you a little bit about our Patreon. That is patreon.com slash boathouse studios. B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S studios. House spelt the German way. It's what ensures that our podcast remains completely independent and ad-free, and it only costs two glorious American dollars every single month, and for that you get our commentary tracks and whatever else we happen to be working on that month. We try to post at least two episodes per month, and it's really fun. So check it out at patreon.com slash boathouse studios. Anyway, here's the show. When Kresha returns to her estranged family for Thanksgiving dinner, past demons threaten to ruin the festivities. Welcome to the list off. This is number forty-nine. Prisha from twenty fifteen. Can we um, shout out who else we have to thank for this? This movie when I first saw completely broke my brain. Simpsons podcast that became a Futurama podcast. Yeah, I'll fix it if it yes. Drop my water. Yeah, like j- like the perfect timing. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors Presents The List Off, a Simpsons podcast that became a Futurama podcast that quickly burnt out on itself. <laughs> and now we're talking about movies. movies. Cinema. Everything is a circle. True. And it comes full circle. Uh, we started talking about movies, and we're going to we die, die talking about movies. Um, and unfortunately... Today we're talking about Kresha. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we have a we have a really great guest on uh-huh. uh, in person for the first time in months. It's so good to see you. Good to see you both as well. Uh, we have Ryan Reese on the podcast. The last time you were on here, it was a long time ago, mm-hmm. and it's just so. Did you do one of the Futurama ones? No, I didn't. I was invited, but I, you know, as much as I hadn't watched Simpsons, I really haven't watched Futurama. So yeah, that's fair, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, that one petered out fast because that's the thing. Like, we and were, I, I already sometimes go back and look, and I'm like, oh yeah, we had that person on. <laughs> like, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't remember a lot of the yeah, Futurama. No, I'm happy to be here back in the wheelhouse. Thank that's you. great. Yes, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the wheelhouse. There's a bike right there. Oh yeah, there are two wheels. Yeah. Two Over wheels there. in here. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry for the state of this room right now. It's in a transitional phase. Um, it's it looks fine. totally fine. It's bad, guys. It's uh, bad. Yeah, you know what? It sucks. Thank you. How dare you? Thank you. Well, I didn't See, want I to got say a, it. <laughs> I got a piano keyboard just like shoved up against the wall like I don't even play it. Yeah. I like to at least have it set up so it at least gives the illusion that I play it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I definitely don't, but I mm-hmm. would love for it to be the illusion that I do. I got a keyboard over there just under... Anything with keys, I don't I don't have it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to play it. Up against the wall, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is the the list off, and this is number forty nine. This is number forty nine. Uh, Kresha from twenty fifteen. Thirty nine points. Two of twenty lists. Uh, written two. by yep. <laughs> written by Trey Edward Schultz, and directed by Trey Edward Schultz. Can we um, shout out who else we have to thank for this? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. Should we? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's something we should. No, I want it. I want it to just. just I first know exactly. Name. Who yeah, it just is. the first <laughs> name knows. Just the first. You, name. Do you not know? No, I don't. It's Jen LeBlanc. Oh, yeah. JLB. That's so in character. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, hope we'll yeah. have her on soon. Yeah, <laughs> and she can per- perhaps retroactively explain herself. Or not, or to or, you, or we won't, or not. Well, <laughs> she's about to be a mom. She's going to be really busy. Hey, mm-hmm. look, we got a dad here. It's fine. Yeah, but yeah. your pupa I am nowhere is no less longer, busy. <laughs> it's no longer a pupa. No, right? It's uh, a crazy, energetic chrysalis. Yeah, that couldn't be contained. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, that would explain why we haven't had Ryan on in like a fucking year. <laughs> Maybe two. I don't no, know. Like since no, we were doing The Simpsons. Yeah, last time was like over Zoom. Yeah, and I have yet to get the horror movies you pulled from your uh, thing that we did. But I, oh, yeah. I know them still. I just have yet to crack them. So. And yet, here we are. Yeah. in person. In person. I didn't expect this. This is crazy. Yeah, this Greg is. Greg didn't abs- tell me that you were going to be here. In person. Oh, wow. hello. Oh, I, I swear, so I just I we swear to God, I didn't to the fucking Zoom screen again. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. No, 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 no. <laughs> if like because we had like this weird overlap where Ryan was just like, oh, I'm going to be in Calgary for ha- like half a half a weekend, mm-hmm. and and I'm like, oh shit, the Saturday is the one day of rehearsals where I get off early. And like I have this weird nebulous time where I'm going to I'm going to a show tonight, uh, but like I got this two hour block where we're here and we can do this. There you go. So this is awesome. That's all. Yeah, it worked out really well. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we are gonna have Ryan on again, mm. um, as I've mentioned, I think in our first episode on mm. this new project that um, the twenty lists, well, eighteen if you don't count the two of us. Oh, uh, we do. Well, right? 20. <laughs> well, in terms of guests, though. Right. Uh, the 18, <laughs> 18 other lists. Uh, we hope to have all of those folks on for this project mm-hmm. multiple times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ryan will be back uh, later on in the list. But No I'm, spoilers. Yeah, nope. no, no spoilers of, what, of films or numbers or anything. You only get to know what the films are as it's released. This one's people. already a surprise. Good luck finding it, assholes. That's true. <laughs> I was going to say, like, no spoilers. I think when I come back, people will be like, what kind of list did this guy have? <laughs> well, and let's talk, let's talk, again, no spoilers for other things on your list, but, yeah. like, let's just kind of talk in general about mm-hmm. um, kind of your approach to the, to the list. Because, uh, of course, this is the top, uh, uh, everyone submitted the top 25 films of the 2010s. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's from 2015, so it's uh, right smack in the middle of the decade. Mm-hmm. Um, Obama's still president. Obama's Things are fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you are a noted horror fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm yeah. curious if that seeped into your uh, appreciation of this film. For some of it, it did. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for a fact, <laughs> while you were making the list, and you were talking about making the list, that it was like sort of hinted at, and I don't know if in a good or bad way, how bizarre my list was. <laughs> there was definitely some... The thing is, and as the person who curated all the lists, so yeah. I know I've seen everyone's full lists, yeah. um, I think what I like doing, what I like about doing these projects and what I think makes it more interesting and why we have a movie like this in our top 50 is because everyone has such wild interpretations of like their... like their favorite films, but mm-hmm. also just like what they consider the most impactful or most memorable, whatever you want to call it. Because that was the thing I was really pushing for is like, don't pick the top 25 films you think like everyone else will agree are the best, mm-hmm. you know, like do like your personal list because that makes it most, the most interesting. Oftentimes you still get a lot of quote unquote, objectively great movies yeah. on the list, of course, 
But then you get things like this that are a big surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, as I had not seen this movie until today. Oh um, no! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like many other uh, uh, movies on the the top fifty that we'll get to as we go through, um, I still haven't seen them. And it's just it's really interesting to see these ones that pop up where I'm like, uh, a never even heard of this movie. B ha- would probably never have seen it if not for this project. Well, how mm. would you even? Yeah, I mean, I I can't speak to how I watched it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the only legal way to watch it, you can't anymore. Yeah, I, mean, I literally it was on Prime tried. At one point. It, it was it was on Prime, then it's gone. Yeah, it was on Tubi. Tubi, yeah. Up until yesterday, really? Oh it was that's why. Two, yeah, I was yeah. pretty sure I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, I'll be able to watch it this week. Yeah. and then I couldn't. And oh, yeah, it totally was. <laughs> Tubi. That's why, that's why I was like, please watch it. Like I knew you would, yeah. but I was just, I, oh man, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah, and it and it's gone. So we were able to watch it. I'm not going to tell you how. Yeah, <laughs> I assume that you would because it would be hard to make up what you saw. In uh, <laughs> you think it would be hard to do a podcast without a, on a movie without having seen the movie? Yeah, very. You would think that. I know. I you just... would think that. Yeah, but well, here's I'm, the thing. So long as you have at least one person who's yes. seen the movie, you can do it. Turns out, uh, turns out you're fine. All you have per- to do that is that one just person will be very and... irritated. Yeah. <laughs> Smile and nod, guys. And possibly quit the podcast, but, <laughs> you know, it's possible. Almost it's 10 doable. years later. <laughs> You've learned so much. Come so far. Uh, Still haven't seen the ending of Tomorrowland. <laughs> I had a place to be. I had somewhere to go. I can't remember where. Pop it on one day. Come on. You watch a lot of movies. It ends on a beach, right? I don't remember. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Must be on Disney Plus. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. So anyway. It's fine. I remember being fine. Um, but, so Ryan, yeah. when when I watched this film, mm-hmm. um, I, I, um, I instantly was like, is this going to be... A fucking weird riot move. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And uh huh. And I was I like, and I was like, God damn it! It's a weird I can't riot find movie. it anywhere. <laughs> it looks like it was shot with a with an iPhone five, <laughs> and been, and yeah. then the score starts, mm-hmm. and then it starts spinning. And then aspect ratios start changing. And I'm like, I get exactly why Ryan likes this movie. It's a fucking horror movie. <laughs> it's, a, it's a horror movie mm-hmm. disguised as a family drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or the it, other way around. It kind of depends. Or a family Yeah, dramas. whatever. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, and a personally, I hated this movie. Okay. <laughs> there uh, you go. <laughs> But it, it elicited reactions from me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't I didn't find it boring. That that said, for eighty minutes I did find myself checking the, my watch o- often. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just because I was tired and I had just watched Mission Impossible Seven for the third time. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, it was great. <laughs> third time's the charm for that yeah. movie. I was exhilarated. <laughs> I still haven't even watched it a second time yet. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to uh, I wanted to ask specifically like. Like what? What draws you to this movie? Because I know what repels me from this movie, but what draws mm-hmm. you to it? Well, I think uh, a good way to answer that <laughs> is uh, I what Alan just said about picking the list. I really tried to do this time around because we did a couple like lists, like during pandemic and mm-hmm. stuff, and we're like 
I was I think I made like agreeable lists. So I was like, yeah, like this is great, of course. Like it does all this stuff. And then <laughs> I yeah, and yeah. then I remembered like looking back on all the movies I saw between twenty ten and twenty twenty. I was like, I had a lot of like really intense movie experiences with not well known movies. Mm-hmm. Like uh ever so often Kelly and I would go to the globe when we still lived in Calgary and I saw like, I saw Tangerine there for the first time. I saw this movie called white God, uh, which is an also an amazing movie. Um, and I think I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to look back on what I've seen and like what really did have an impact on me rather or not. I thought it was a good film or not. (laughs) It's like, I kind of put that aside and just like first watch. And, uh, yeah, like this, movie when I first saw it completely broke my brain so much the fact that I tried to carry my experience into the horror company I was running (laughs) because you know when we first started the horror company a lot of people who didn't really who at least I thought were interested in horror were coming to the shows which didn't really make sense to me (laughs) uh but then I just like I want to investigate this further and then I saw this movie and I said whoa um there's definitely like a way that using techniques of horror can really bring a fear to the surface so it can be discussed in kind of like maybe a less uh like intimidating way <laughs> i guess or like people are just like i don't have time to mess with this genre yeah and i don't see the point of it whereas i would be like if you don't think you see the point of horror i would recommend you watch this movie <laughs> that takes real life tension and horror and like really cranks it up and really like there's some bizarre choices in this movie that really just like made my head like come off my shoulders and like turn around and sit back down it was really <laughs> just like yeah i think i don't know if i'm answering the question very well no, you definitely are okay great well yeah it's just and that's why it was so high on my list because i was like what was so formative for me as an artist was this movie and like basically redefining the genre that I thought I knew and loved so much. And like obviously uh, helping with theater basement did that in other ways, but that really kicked off my thing of just like, there are interesting and safe ways for people to experience the genre, but also tackle some really heavy shit. And for context, Uh, um, well, just for people who might not know what, uh, Tell us what Theater Basement is. Theater Basement was <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, a horror-driven theater company, so horror-specific theater. Uh, and then in the last year and a half, we changed the mission statement in to we wanted to create a safe place to experience fear. And that part of it really did come out of me seeing this film because the issue that's tackled in this film, I really just kept at it like arm's glance. And like I had my own like judgments and reservations about alcoholism addiction and just seeing it portrayed in this way is just like this is a nightmare mm-hmm. this is a nightmare uh and there's just it really solidified to me that i love so much of horror movies uh that especially deal with real life stuff like this mm-hmm. is the scariest moments are just so if they're pulled from real life and real like awkwardness and like people not wanting to confront shit it's just it's terrifying it's so terrifying yeah like a good example is um i guess like a good example i always say is hereditary because the scariest moment for me in hereditary and i don't know if anybody's seen the movie listening i'm sure but this this movie reminded me a lot of those two ari aster movies those those first two yeah hereditary and midsommar 
Yeah. Well, the scariest moment for me in Hereditary is like all the shit happens in the movie. And like, and I, I'm in the movie, I'm like, well, I really hope they don't all sit down to dinner <laughs> and try and pretend everything's okay. And as soon as I thought that, they all sat down to dinner. I'm like, this is one of the scariest movies <laughs> I've ever seen. So, family, family dinners are a great source of tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if anyone's watched The Bear. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh god what a great season show. two oh man christmas episode yeah. is incredible Don't, and I, haven't, I haven't gotten that far yeah no that's all i was gonna say is just there's a christmas episode that's incredible and it's basically i think it's similar a- to this in a lot of ways right but just obviously dealing with different subject matter yeah um I think that's a great comparison yeah and i mean this movie too is like it's it you know i watched this today so like yeah. i've already seen the bear uh, i've seen many you know awkward family dinner kind of mm-hmm. situations in film mm-hmm. and uh this one was this one's more um like you know uh it's using more of a realism approach of course mm-hmm. um so it's very um almost like cinema verite like fly on the wall mm-hmm. um just observing um you know the score is kind of the only kind of like not the only but like the main artistic touch for me that like really drives attention mm-hmm. further rather than just if it just sat there watching all this, these family members deal with each other, uh, mm-hmm. which was very awkward to uh, experience. Yeah. It was really that close to a Dogma 95 film. Yeah. Like I kept thinking of Festin, of the celebration. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. theatrical. Very, yeah. yeah super. Where, where it's like, where, well, I mean like the movie, the yeah. celebration isn't theatrical. No. It's, it's very much just like conversations and it's just like, wait, did that guy just say that? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the, the, and the thing that removes this movie from the literally the only thing that removes this movie from being that is the score, mm-hmm. um, a score that I found uh, so abrasive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a good score. I, I think it's like it does what it does, and mm-hmm. it's effective at what it does. So that's that's a good score. Yeah, yeah. or maybe effective. I, mean, I should say an effective score because I'm like I'm not going to throw this on. Um, <laughs> no, just like while you're studying. Creak. Or, yeah. uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's neat. I like its use of percussion. Like yeah. there's, I've never heard a woodblock sound so scary. <laughs> um, the uh, the thing that 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 I that I um, ruffle up against is the. I think it's just the nature of uh, of of the subject matter that mm-hmm. I'm. If this was 2015, mm-hmm. let's like the year that this came out. Mm-hmm. If I had seen this with you at the same time we probably would have had a very similar reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had seen this in 2015, I'm like in my mid-20s, and I would have been all for this movie. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just like, I don't have time for all this sadness. Mm-hmm. I, my life is sad enough. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And <laughs> I... So sorry. I would... No, no it's, <laughs> it's fine, but it's true. Like, there's sadness, and you have to deal with it, and mm-hmm. things are tough, and things are real, and mm-hmm. like... And I just don't care for that. I just I I don't want to. I don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see this. The like, what 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 reminded me? What what made me think of it is a like honestly a theater project that I worked on back in 2015, and the same theater project that I worked on this year, <laughs> and how that changed. Uh huh. Because I did No Way Out in right. 2015, which is based all around a family dinner. Right. And it was sadness porn. Mm-hmm. at the time mm-hmm. and when we did it this year i was like we're not doing that mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. if it gets sad okay but if you chase it i'm going to leave mm. um and i really didn't want to i didn't want to follow this story because i knew 
from the moment that she couldn't find the house where mm. this was going. Mm-hmm. I just was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. This is going to get bad. Mm-hmm. This is just going to get worse and worse. When she started cooking the turkey, I was like, well, they're generating tension, but she's she's going to ruin it somehow. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to get worse and worse and worse. The one thing I did find really, really affecting was the... Uh, objective and subjective point of view of how her sister speaks to her Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, at the very end there, Mm -hmm. where we're given the intentionality of that that performance. Mm -hmm. And then in her recollection of it moments later, Mm. how the, uh, how the meaning of it completely changes Mm -hmm. um, and how the empathy of it is completely lost. And she only hears judgment Mm -hmm. and, that was that's an in, that's a really great little like filming technique that I really that I that I really responded to. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I wanted to get out. Mm. Maybe that was the whole point. Maybe I think I think the fact that I also you know it's it's also a movie. You're allowed. <laughs> you just yeah. have to leave, which is like totally. I think that's totally fine. I think that I don't think, but not any, but not for this podcast. But no, not for this podcast. I want to make that clear. No, yeah. please <laughs> don't to watch. Yeah. Quit movies. <laughs> please don't not it's watch not the end movies. It's it's fine. <laughs> it's just like it's just like this movie. I knew instantly. Mm. Not for me. Yeah. You know what's interesting about that? I. Uh, had no idea what to expect with this movie. Uh-huh. Uh, I knew Ryan liked it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the there's uh, a, a poster um, that has kind of like two like Krisha's. Yeah, like, it's like a Rorschach. Yeah, it's kind of, of yeah. a Rorschach thing, and, and it looks like blood. Mm-hmm. And so going into it, hundred percent thought she's a demon. <laughs> she's a demon of some kind. It's going to be some elevated horror bullshit where it's like, you know, the synopsis is like past demons come back to haunt. And I'm like, Oh, it's going to turn out. She's the demon. And she's going to be killing off family members. It's going to be this like commentary on how like family, you know, I literally, I was waiting for some kind of, and Whoa. also like the, even the opening shot where it's just like, kind of like a slow zoom in on, on her face. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it's a monster. <laughs> Look out everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for it to happen, and the movie ends, and I'm like, oh, it was just a family drum (laughs) about alcoholism. That's sad. Yeah. So I I was 100% expecting this to have some kind of supernatural horror twist. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not even twist, but just like, you know, uh, uh, aspect to it. And so it was very... I don't want to say disappointing, but just like not what I thought I was sure. getting into when I uh, when I because I, I I didn't read any synopses or anything like literally just I think I just when I was looking up how to watch it mm-hmm. I just saw that like brief synopsis right yeah. that I that I read at the top there but wow uh, and it was vague enough that yeah I was like yeah that sounds like something that could be a horror like mm-hmm. like l- supernatural horror right so yeah um, so that was interesting wow what <laughs> um, a journey but it turns <laughs> out it turns out the synopsis you read isn't hiding anything no from it's you. just that's literally all it is pretty much um and i guess it's based on a short um yep uh, that, that means the, they had to make this twice the <laughs> writer director made the short first and mm-hmm. then was like i can make this a feature yeah um which is a pretty common uh thing in a lot of like uh indie filmmakers um a24 picks this one up 
Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as I saw A24, I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Oh, here we go. It's probably going to be good. <laughs> this group of people <laughs> likes this movie. Oh, this boy. Oh, right. <laughs> UK, you're important. And it's, uh, it's also one of those things uh, I looked up afterwards, like the cast, right? Because I'm like, d- like, are any of these people still working? Uh, I don't think they are. Kreisha um, is. Is, is Kreisha? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it, they're all family members. Like the direct, writer-director, it's like all family members. Mm-hmm. Like Kreisha's his aunt, I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it, they all have, you know, they do kind of a, uh, some of Soderbergh's movies do this, where it's just, they use the real names of mm-hmm. the actors, right? It's yeah. just like, like Trey, the direct writer-director is the son, right? Yeah. Um, or son? Is it yep. her son? No, yeah, he plays yeah. the son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was a little confused at the... Mm-hmm. The family dynamics. Because yeah, he doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to be. That's the thing. That's mm-hmm. thing. See, that's fucking she's, sad. But she's, <laughs> she's sad because she's like, I'm I'm your mother. Why don't yeah. you want to love me? Yeah, she mm-hmm. won't leave until she, until he tells he tells her that he loves her. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, it's really bad. Yeah. And so she ruins Thanksgiving. She does ruin mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. Like Bart. She drops the turkey, too. Yeah. Because like she's Bart. drunk. Like Bart. Yeah. I actually really uh, that was a, a sequence I did really enjoy. It was kind of the slow mo lead up to the turkey drop, as yeah. it were. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's just like, yeah, it's like I don't know, and like, yeah, the score, and then just the way it was filmed too, where you're like, again, like you said, you're anticipating some disaster, some kind of like she's gonna ruin dinner, right? Mm-hmm. And so like you see the the turkey coming out in slow mo again, and then you just kind of it just cuts to the floor, right? You just see a little bit of the juice. Yeah. Oh no! And you're just like. Oh, it's okay. It's just spilling a little bit. It's gonna be okay. And you see more, and you're like, "Nah, you're co- ah." It's the whole the turkey. turkey. It's the, the whole turkey. turkey. Can I tell you what I thought that was? What did you think that was? Poop? I thought she was peeing, <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought she was pooping. Oh no! And then it was the turkey. Oh, what if I, that was intentional. And, and so, and so, then I was like, "Well, I guess that's better." <laughs> <laughs> Not by much, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> so you're relieved. I guess, yeah. I guess I was relieved that it was the... It was a turkey. That she wasn't relieved. <laughs> oh, uh, You see, when it gets <laughs> to that point, they change aspect ratios. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that, Alan? No. As soon I as ne- she, I never do. As soon this as all she, happens all the time, Greg. Like, like, oh, the know aspect it? ratios, and I'm like, what? Significant. <laughs> There's three different aspect ratios that I noticed yeah. in this film. I did notice the beginning. I think the beginning has a like a four by three... The and beginning then, has a four by three with her face. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so it I think opens. I just noticed that because I think at the beginning I was like, "Oh, did I um, find legally a version in the wrong aspect <laughs> ratio? Uh, like in a you know a, that'd a be full, full screen kind of yeah. situation?" But yeah. then it changed, and I was like, "Oh, this is fine." So it's there because that's how, where we end. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the four by three because that's where we end. And then when she's walking across the lawns, it's big open widescreen mm-hmm. uh then it gets into a little bit more anamorphic letterbox yeah. uh widescreen when she drops the turkey but before that she's drinking so as soon as she starts drinking that's when it goes into a little bit more uh contained and then when she drops the turkey and then she goes and passes out after that she wakes up and we're in the four by three because the movie is closing in on her the walls are closing in mm. um yeah uh, I bet I bet Trey thought he was really, really, really smart for thinking of that one. Um, Probably. Yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about it, Craig? Hey, I think it's really obvious. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. That means I got it, I guess. So good job, Trey. Debut good for feature, you. right? Obviously. 
<laughs> this is the clearly. This is the only kind. They only let you get away with this if it's your debut feature. I love. I love the idea of like debut filmmakers who are like. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play with the format. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Like, you you think yeah. that uh, films set in stone? No, no. There's things we can play. No. We got toys. We got toys we can play. With. Let's mess around. Let's mess around. Shall yeah. We? No. I got and then Final eventually Cut. They're like, no, no. Just shoot it normally. It's fine. I don't, don't want to deal with that. I got Final Cut. I can trim the edges off. Sure can. I don't actually have to shoot it in a different aspect ratio. I can just make it look like it was. <laughs> ba da ba ba da bum. Boop. <laughs> that was the sound of the turkey hitting the floor. That's true. Because <laughs> there was no sound to it. But so <laughs> I think Greg's really excited about this movie. I'm not. <laughs> Are you really stretching out what you think of it? Is it? <laughs> I'm trying to think of some stuff. You don't. Have... <laughs> uh, sh- uh, I feel like she's a uh, unsympathetic protagonist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Were you, su- were you ever like, sympathetic? Oh yeah, I was, and yes. I mostly wasn't. Mm. <laughs> I I was. It's hard not to be for me. Um, There's a part where she's mean to a dog, and that just like yeah, that part solidified it for me. Where it, I'm it, like, hey, harsh. I don't care how much you're drinking. Don't like grab a dog and like mm-hmm. almost strangle it. Like, what if it's really dog? asking for it though? And it wasn't. All right. Yeah. She was being mean and it was growling, and she's like, "Don't growl at me." I remember that. Yeah, I hated well, it. It's her only friend, and even he was yeah getting. Like, it's very on. sad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think the another part that really, when I first watched this, is like she, you meet her family, and it's, you know, because of the ending scene where things are put a little bit more in perspective. You're like, how much of their perceived assholishness is actually them, and how much yeah. is like what in she her, in her mind? Because you know, it's. Uh, Obviously, you know, if you might be in that situation, you look for someone to blame. Yeah. And I got the sense that she really blames her family for maybe pushing her into the situation and stuff. But also, she doesn't really have anybody. But She feels abandoned, right? Yeah. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the key thing is that she feels like I've, I've given myself to you. Um, and you know, she kept talking about like, ah, oh, like I, I gave birth to you. I held you in my arm, you know, like all that yeah. shit. Right. And it's, I think it's like a pretty, um, classic, uh, mother child thing that yeah. is mined for drama often it's where pretty it's like standard boilerplate, not yeah. really original. <laughs> and this, and at the same time, this guy is just like, they're sitting out on the lawn, like smoking and he's just like giving her like an encyclopedia of unwarranted advice. Yeah. Who was that guy? In terms of the that family. guy's her brother-in-law. Okay. Yeah, that guy's great. Yeah, he's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. just, I enjoyed his. Like he's terrible, but like yeah, you know, I like his his whole vibe. The thing that works is the chaos mm-hmm. yeah. of a family gathering. Yeah, uh, I have a very large family. Mm-hmm. Yep, you do. Yep, I do. Yeah, yeah. Alan mm, would define large. Big. <laughs> Big on my mom's size, not so much my dad's size, but yeah, big on my mom's side. Yeah, like I have, I've got including myself sixteen cousins. Oh, yeah, no. I don't have that much. Right. Yeah. So, whenever we've gotten together, it's always been overwhelming mm-hmm. and frustrating. And if I had substance problems, it would be definitely triggering. Yeah. Um, I would just want to go out and um, pound beers, which mm. is usually what happens. Hmm. Mm. So yeah, 
And it's... Am I Kreisha? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Well, I think no. the other thing you have to wonder... No, in I this... wouldn't do that to a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Or like try and open a bottle of wine in the bathroom with scissors. Oh my gosh. No, I wouldn't do that. I don't drink wine. Well, I can't drink wine. What if it was corked scotch? I don't know. Corked scotch. Well, you don't have to do that with scotch. You just (laughs) pop it right open and take it down. (laughs) How would you open a cork is what I want to know. With a corkscrew. No, if you don't have one, that's the whole point. (laughs) Oh, um, how would I? That's a great question. How would I do it Uh, without scissors? Not using scissors. Okay, that would be that would not be your go-to. Well, is that because that's what she does? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Would you do that? Well, is that the best option she had? Mm, it's the most inconspicuous, right? And for her purposes at the time, she cut herself when she opened it. I thought I saw blood, but then I wasn't yeah. sure. She just drank. Might have been wine. Mm-hmm. Might have been wine. Yeah. There you go. It was wine the whole time on the phone. The <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Might have been. It might have been. been. Yeah, been. very much so. Yeah. Um, you guys ever notice how red wine is really like purple? Oh, shit. <laughs> have you seen this? <laughs> have you heard about this? It's like how red onions are actually purple onions. <gasps> Do you think that's why Hannibal likes to drink wine? Because it's like blood. Yes. Great. The tannins probably. Some kind of vampire. <laughs> After I don't have a word for severely what undercooked his non-human meat to make it seem like the real thing. It's like, wine Ugh. is perfect for this. Yuck. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> I couldn't it's... watch that show. I couldn't watch Hannibal anymore. No? Because it's too much cannibalist stuff that's like like subtle and like hidden, you know? It's the whole movie. I know. Well, no. Like, sorry, the TV show. It's the whole show. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't like it. From minute one. He's Hannibal Yeah, the I don't cannibal. like it. Yeah, that's right? his name. <laughs> yeah. That's his like last it. name. I said I don't like it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Hannibal Cannibal, your psychiatrist. <laughs> oh, this is going to go great. <laughs> cool name, Doc. Yeah, Did no one sick. ever say that Like, it's weird his name rhymes with the thing that he is? No, no one ever said it. <laughs> it's weird. It's pretty weird when you think about it. Yeah, I love that show. It's a great show. I've seen that show all the way through like two and a half times. Just it- anytime he's like, oh yeah, today I've made this like... Uh, this uh, sausage and fennel uh, casserole. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, that's human. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. I know that that's, oh, that's human. people. <laughs> and I don't like it. It looks <laughs> that sounds, so tasty. I know. I'm like, it sounds and looks good. Am I a cannibal? I don't like this. <laughs> that's the thing that the show is so good at doing. You're like, are you a ca-? No, it's prop food. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. And it like it's really good at making you be like... <laughs> I can't believe it did that to me for one second. <laughs> <laughs> Who no, am I? I? Oh my. Need a glass of wine. <laughs> it's the only time I'll drink wine is when I'm watching uh, Hannibal. Uh, mm, yes. There you go. NBC's Hannibal. <laughs> Fucking wild that that was on a t- network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of like, yeah, some of those scenes. <laughs> just like, crazy. Whoa. It lasted two seasons too. Three, three seasons. Wow. Three <laughs> seasons. I didn't even realize. And the third was a long season. Oh no. Yeah. Well. <laughs> And Mads Mikkelsen was on it. Yeah, and Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Let's not forget Scott Thompson, Kids in the Hall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. One of the, he's in all three seasons. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> he is also funny in the show. He is. <laughs> A welcome yeah. dose of yeah. dry humor. Yeah. Yeah. Not much dry humor in this movie. No. no. Not a lot funny. No. Um no, we not. went from bridesmaids to Cretia. Yeah. What Whoa, a, what what a, a so turn. Far. What a hairpin. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
Oh man, this is um that just goes to show how varied cinema is in the 2010s. Oh mm. God, now you're right. These both these movies came out in the same decade. What does that's, that tell us? Yeah, <laughs> think about it. What does that tell us? Well, um, <laughs> oh no, I think it do- wait. <laughs> well, the very fact that this movie exists is that I think is like proof positive that filmmaking uh, became a much more. Um, democratic thing mm. or widely available um easier to access you yeah. know oh yeah it, it this this is literally one of those examples of just like okay i made a short film okay that that i put that in some festivals and it played okay i can get a little bit of money together a little bit and yeah, get my family to be in this mm-hmm. movie uh and i can shoot this over the course of a couple weekends probably mm-hmm. and in like a house probably that one of them owns in a house yeah. that one of I them I think owns. it was shot in his mother's house yeah, exactly. yeah. which means yeah. I don't have to get permits yeah. I'm a fucking genius <laughs> uh, you know for all of that being said mm-hmm. and I know there are some standard performances I think the entire family does a great job <laughs> of of acting like I didn't I did not know that that was his family like and it has some familiarity that is like nice and organic. Yeah. But I thought everybody like did well, a really is, good job. Like I, I alluded to Soderbergh because he uh, obviously has done both ends of things, right? Like he does his Ocean's Elevens, where he's working with like people top of their game, movie stars, mm-hmm. and then he does something like Bubble, which is like all uh, non actors, right? right? Like he casts non actors, and I do think there is something to that where. If you cast non-actors, you get better performances than amateur actors, mm-hmm. right? Because non-actors aren't in their head about it. They aren't thinking like, oh, I have to act. It's just like, okay, just like, you know, pretend like y- this is your mom and they're, and she's crazy. And they're like, all right. <laughs> and they just think about, you know, it's like, it's such a weird thing because like, I mean, we all went to like fucking theater school mm-hmm. and it's like a thing that they ingrain in you, right? It's like you have to like, like consider it actually being happening to you. you you aren't performing you're just reacting to what's actually occurring what the truth is to your character at the time and a lot of amateur actors don't have that like they just they they think i need to perform mm-hmm. right and so that's why you get non-actors and they they have already got that out of their head that they need to perform and they're just trying to just do what is normal yeah and it, obviously it's not going to work in every kind of movie but in a movie like this or a movie like bubble i don't know if either of you seen bubble um, it works really well where you're just like, I had no idea those were non-actors. They yeah. all just like, seemed like they were giving very honest, real performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't work at all. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't work at all. Like the 1537 to Paris. I have not seen it. No. I don't care to. Yep. Don't need to. Did they get the actual soldiers? They who- did. <laughs> <laughs> See? Eastwood is a bo- madman. Yes. <laughs> that bothers me. Yeah. It's like, a these bummer. Guys, these guys are heroes. These guys we are need heroes. to we need to get them in the picture. I'm nah. trying to railroad. I'm not <laughs> I'm a son of a bitch. Real American heroes. Now I'm really not gonna watch it. <laughs> gotta talk about Sully. Gotta talk about those soldiers. Gotta talk about Richard gotta, Jewell. Talk about Richard Jewell. And then I'm gonna be the mule. <laughs> I might cry macho. <laughs> But it's all about America. <laughs> I just need to fucking sleep. I just want to sleep. <laughs> you didn't make this lint this list, Clint. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, no. Oh, his twenty ten output, output was, not, was, not, was not, not great, right? It's Sully. I think. Yeah. Is wait, is Sully even in twenty? 20- yes. Oh yeah, it's twenty sixteen, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sully is an excellent Sully's film. Sully's great. I like Sully um, a lot. Uh, but his his 2010 output is like... like well, and I just rewatched Mystic River and talk about misery porn. That's fucking I, well, I, sad as shit. It is sad as shit, but mm. I really like that movie. It is good. I like it. Uh, this time around, I didn't love it because I just... <laughs> I felt like... There's like some weirdness between Sean Penn and Tim Robbins' characters and how they're treated mm. by the filmmaker, and I was just like, "Oh, you hate Dave, Tim Robbins' character, and you love Sean Penn's character, mm. even though like Sean Penn's kind of despic- despicable, you know?" Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He is, and he he is, and he isn't. I think. Like, I mean, Laura Linney has a whole monologue at the end saying how like he's a king and he's done everything for his family. That and seems he's the so best. good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hated that scene. <laughs> that scene is so good. She's a fucking Lady Macbeth in that scene. Is so. Mm-hmm. I mean, she good. is. Yeah. yeah. But again, I feel like it's it's less. I don't know the book. To be you're fair. not supposed to like. It's supposed to be a quandary. You're not supposed to be like, yeah, Linny, you're you're dead on. No, it's I the, think Eastwood is saying she's dead it's, on. It's the it's the thing where it's like where where it's like you did what you had to do. But the thing was, you didn't. No. And we saw the movie. Like Eastwood's aware. We saw the movie. He's a smart guy. He's he's smart. He's got very specific opinions on Americanism and yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Hey. But you know, I like that movie a lot. Hmm? It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, I you don't have it, to see I it. I liked it in 2003. I didn't like it in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, that's been a while. Can change your perspective of things. Yeah, sure can. Yeah. Holy moly. Kevin Bacon's really good. <laughs> oh, Bacon. Yeah. He's sizzling. sizzling. <laughs> oh, get out of my brain. <laughs> Stop. Give me a side of bacon in that movie. Yeah. yeah. And Fishburn. Holy shit. Bacon and Fishburn. <laughs> Fish Do you remember burn. what Fishburne's character is named? Whitey. Whitey Powers. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's all I'll say. Yep. He's good. He's very good. He's good in the movie. <laughs> Clint Eastwood read that name and was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Perfect. <laughs> what, a, what a name. <laughs> What a name, Whitey Powers. <laughs> Larry. Uh-huh. Larry, you're playing, the, playing this guy named Whitey. Whitey. It's nice that we're talking about this movie, and I laughed more <laughs> in this half an hour than I did ever watching the movie, which is nice. Why would you laugh watching this movie? It's just nice. This is nice oh, to laugh good. while talking about it. <laughs> it's good to laugh with friends is all I've I want to be. I want to be very clear. I love this movie. Yeah. Whether or not I would recommend it is another story. Right. It's very that much like... And I think I had the hardest time in that movie right before she cracked open the wine. Because I was like, there's a lot of red herrings that she might make it out because she's like, already shitty things are happening to her. And one of my biggest cry moments in movies of that decade was that movie when she got the wine open. Mm-hmm. And like, I was just like, kind of like, no. I was like, oh. And then she plays that scene very well. It, yeah. And, and when she's it, drinking and she's like, you could tell she's like, having this moment of like feeding her addiction you know like yeah. she's like she's like oh thank god yeah finally. and the music is like i understood it was like ha- like the hallelujah for her but like as i was weeping i'm like this is just like a punch in my face this is like i'm feeling terrible at this moment and like it's good i'm like i guess that's what it feels like because there's this whole stigma that i really hate as i've gotten to start to know the community a bit better is the illusion of like choice <laughs> is like you can choose to do a lot of things and you can choose but it's like it's a disease. It's, it's a it's a thing, and like I think that's what I really wrapped my head around 
is that this disease has been made a monster in this movie. It's going to come out at some point. I not cor- literally though. Yeah, not literally, but yeah, like it's not going to be. She's not going to. There, there were demon. no demons. I'm yeah. sorry, Alan. Uh, <laughs> like you know, it's, just like if the same movie occurred and there was like yeah. a little demon that like popped up every so often, yeah. like, Gamblor, you know, like Gamblor, <laughs> it's just like you should drink that wine. Like I'd be like, you know, it's a pretty good movie. The wine, the demon of Pinot, Pinot Noir, <laughs> yeah, exactly comes out. But like, I mean, you're still not wrong in that perception of it that yeah. a demon does come out. I know. In I some way, want, I just wanted to see some supernatural. I don't know. It's in a bottle. Some ghost demon. Yeah. (laughs) And I wonder if there's parts of it with addiction that do seem supernatural. Because, like, it's just a thing that said this this thing that has a hold of you. Yeah. And it's like you you have to do all these things to try and keep it at bay or, like, try and get clean, which I can only, I can't even imagine what that's like. But, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I think that was, I cried so hard. When that happened in the movie, yeah. I remember like I just like I can't see what's going on after because I was like trying to wow through my heaving. Um, I haven't reacted that intensely to it again. I've only watched it three times. Um, only three times. Well, I think I think some people when I talk about it expect that I've seen it a lot. But it's okay, eighty minutes, enough, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. it's yeah. a breezy yeah. watch. It's an 80, yeah. No, because I've seen it. Thank and then, God, it was eighty minutes. Yeah, I've seen it. Kelly watched it, and then Jen LeBlanc and I watched it. And I think that's oh the only times I've seen it. So. I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jen and I had hey, a secret. I, I have long said, like, I have, it's not like a theory, but like, it's just like a, I think a, a true to fact thing is that the way you see a movie can 100% affect your enjoyment of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, absolutely. you know, because there's the, the obvious one that people will, I think, mostly agree with is if you see a goofy comedy with a bunch of friends, you're going to enjoy it more than if you see a goofy comedy by yourself yeah <laughs> um, you know like that's an okay. obvious one but sure. like i think it can be attributed to every kind of genre i mean horror is another great example obviously mm-hmm. seeing it a horror movie like a spooky like like uh not necessarily jump scare but just like moments of like extreme horror like in a theater packed theater yeah like for like a cuff screening or something way different than just watching it just at home with your partner or like with yeah. your friend you know like and uh with sometimes with like dramas and things like that if you watch it with uh a friend or uh someone who like really loves it and you also really love it like that double love will just expand into yeah. greater love you know what i mean like and i think that's what happens a lot of times with with movies that really affect us is that um mm-hmm. you know like for i think for you two like yeah you watched it together and you both really liked it and so like you talked yeah. about it and that that fed the beast as it were and then it's just like yeah like this is a great movie or this is a movie we both really love mm-hmm. um and i wish i had watched it that way because <laughs> i probably would have enjoyed it more yeah but, i brought i brought it to the and movie that's not to say i didn't uh hate it like greg did but no. but it definitely was uh you know again i think my expectations ruined it a bit for me where I I was know, which like is totally expecting fair. some kind of horror and then it was just more yeah. of a psychological like family uh, realistic horror if if that makes sense and um uh, so I still enjoyed a lot of the filmmaking, and I, I, I think it's really interesting to see, like I said, non-actors um, do this kind of stuff. Um, I yeah. think the the lead, Krisha, is quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, like the conclusion is very um, bitter. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. There's not really any uh, catharsis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what the movie needed. Uh, or like I'm saying, no catharsis is what the movie needed. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
And so, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I uh, appreciate that this film is on our list. Um, and I think there's some others in this early um, part of the list where we get some more like this, where just a couple people put it on, but they put it on high enough that it mm-hmm. makes the crock, it cracks yep. the top 50. And mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting because I do want to say there are some uh, movies that were some folks' number one, like favorite film of the decade, not on the list because they're the only ones who put it on there. Yeah. And so it only got 25 what was, points. What was the letterbox review you put for Kreisha on the list? Is uh, oh, oh, real life or something? Some yeah, I can't point? remember. Oh, it's so funny. You should pull it up. <laughs> you, no, I really, it's, it's, I thought it was just so perfect when oh, you posted it. Oh, we both it. wrote letterbox reviews. I didn't write my, my no, review. No, so but Alan put I, a letterbox When I initially posted these results to just our friends, mm. um, I, I usually pulled a letterbox review, usually the top one, Mm-hmm. Um, cause, uh, if people aren't familiar with Letterboxd, uh, people can of course review them and, mm-hmm. uh, the, you can go to like the popular mm-hmm. part or I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, top, top reviews. Cause you can like reviews. Mm. Um, the, I don't know if this is the one, but the top one right now is I want to fucking die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the entire review. Uh, four and a half stars. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, want to die. <laughs> All right, here's my here's my review for Kreisha, 2015. I'm too old for misery porn. Two stars, <laughs> <laughs> which is totally fine. That's and yeah, also, Jen yeah. may have to correct me. I'm pretty sure I picked this for Movie Club, mm. and she watched them, but I can't remember. Mm. She can talk about that mm-hmm. on that. But it anyway. was in Movie Club. I yeah. do remember that. Yeah, and I I missed it that that week. Yeah. Um, no one no one else would have seen it by then. Ke- Kelly would have. Kelly would have. So but, I'm pretty sure Jen saw it through Movie Club, yeah. and Catherine saw it as well. I'm right. pretty sure. But that's people. not a Kelly movie that she would pick. Mm. Kelly would pick The Mummy <laughs> yeah. or Hell Blank yeah. Check. Blank <laughs> check <baby. laughs> oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> what a pick! Wow. I'll never forget it. We really went through something yeah. in that. Movie club. Yeah, what a pandemic. Yeah, my goodness. Any final thoughts on Kreisha, my friends? Yeah, definitely. Um, I I really don't like the subject matter of this film. Mm-hmm. I think it stinks. <laughs> but um, it does. I think the uh, the way it goes about telling its story is undeniably unique and engaging. So, mm. got to give it points for that. Wow, that sounds Great. like a three star review. <laughs> yeah, you got yeah, you got to remember the you got to remember the the that full like I had it at 3 but then that full star comes off for me watching it right after Mission Impossible 7. Sure. <laughs> that I can understand. A very good movie yeah. going experience. Really exciting. 5 stars. <laughs> very fun. Uh, I in fact, I bumped up my rating of of Mission Impossible 7 after watching it a third time. There you go. Dead Reckoning Part 1. Dead to Reckoning Part 1. To be clear, one. in case people are not as familiar with uh, which number is which yeah. in, yep. the, uh, in the Mission Impossible oeuvre. Man, that franchise has really defined our friend group. <laughs> the Mission Impossible series. That's good. It's the best. Oh, They're man. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you, uh, if you know this, but uh, pretty good I'd watch the first one films. right now. Yeah. That's the one I'm Let's kind of it. anchoring for after Dead Reckoning Part 1. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go back. I gotta get some more Kittredge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Ryan, final, final thoughts? Uh, I, I, I was very surprised it made the list, but then I forgot how the ranking went. I'm like, oh, that kind of makes sense, I guess, because some people watched it. But uh, yeah, I think if anybody wants a little peek into my brain in horror, it's a good movie to watch for sure. 
but uh it's also a great if you want to appreciate his other movies like it comes at night and waves this is a really oh, good the same movie. guy dude it comes at night yeah oh gotcha it, okay. which i remember rocks. when that was coming out i still haven't seen that one either but i remember when that was coming out it was <sighs> yeah it was kind of like a, a hype one for a it's lot of the, the horror community scary. So. yeah it still freaks me out to this day um but uh yeah i just i appreciate that more people have seen it and it was great to hear everybody's feedback on it like i hear like i like hearing people's feedback on horror movies in general mm-hmm. in my opinion it is a horror but you know other people have seen the totally reverse is just like a devastating uh, whatever you can take from it i think that's what this movie does really well i think that you know you can believe there might be a demon that might pop out metaphorically or real and you know there you go it's that's my note yeah there you go for the movie more demons more demons (laughs) more literal demons please listen here schultz (laughs) (laughs) pop like bump the budget up times two yeah and put some cgi demons in there (laughs) Two weeks from now, A24, Troy Schultz makes Demons, Demons, Demons. No, it's Kresha Director's Cut. <laughs> it's got a bunch of demons in it. Same movie, just, yeah, with, demons. just with demons. Same movie, just Nothing's with demons. Nothing's different. No. It's just demons and. They just, they're just like places. hiding in the, in the, like like the, the turkey bit. Yeah, like the ghosts in Tar. Yeah. <laughs> or like, right. what, this little dude, like, it's pushing the turkey off the table. Yeah, yeah. Just like, boop. Or like, so like poking it. Or like, like just a- like shaking the wine at her. <laughs> hmm? you want some? Come on, you want it? Um, yeah, I think it's a fine film. Uh, sure. Not my favorite, but I, you know, I appreciate a lot of the filmmaking aspects of it for a debut feature. So, there you go. well put. Anyway, you want to play a game? I do. All right, a game. <laughs> oh, I didn't know there was a game. <laughs> Always, we got we got a little bit of time for a game. We All right, do. we got so to play this game. This game is called Acceptable in the Eighties. Okay. All right. The way it's going to work is I'm going to start uh, giving clues to a feature film that is between 80 and 90 minutes long. Oh, I'm going to be terrible <laughs> at this. <laughs> as soon as you think you know what film it is, buzz in with your own name. I'll give you the opportunity to answer. If you're correct, you get a point. If you're incorrect, you must remain silent until the other player guesses. Uh, the, if they guess incorrect, though, then you can buzz in again. Okay. Does that make sense? That does make yes. sense. Yes. Okay. Yes, so that way, does. if you buzz in early and you're wrong... You don't get the rest of the clues to right. to, to help you. I'd like to preemptively congratulate Greg on his win. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's probably going to be some like goofy movie or something. <laughs> some goofy Between movie. 80 and 90 minutes. I think goofy movies is like 72 minutes or some shit. Wow. <laughs> really? Too long. I think so. You know what? Let me look Whoa. really quick. Because I even thought about that when I was, like, when I I was think putting this together. Seven. I'm like, a goofy movie I know is a very short movie. 75. 72 seems. Let's see. Goofy movie. Uh, seventy-eight minutes. Wow. Oh, Way I was right to go long. up. Oh, Way wow! Not long enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you need to get extreme with that. Make it extremely goofy. All right. Uh, so here is number one. All right, here we go. This film is eighty-nine minutes long. Mm-hmm. Came out in nineteen eighty-six. It is an adventure drama. Uh, it's based on a short story. It is directed by Rob Reiner. Oh, uh, Ryan. Yes, Ryan. Princess Bride. Incorrect. Uh-huh. Uh, the synopsis is, after the death of one of his friends, a writer recounts a childhood journey with his friends to find the body of a missing boy. Greg? Greg? Is this Stand By Me? This is Stand By Me. <laughs> I was just like, are you feigning that you don't know for a second? That's really mean. <laughs> 
No, I had to. Just I had to Ryan get it. Sweat. I had to get it. Um, because I always, I was fucking this movie and Lean on Me couldn't be more different movies. But That's I true. always say Stand by Me is Lean on Me. Mm, but you're wrong. Oh. They're both song names. It's true, and <laughs> it's and they're both three words mm-hmm. and they're and both they with me lean <laughs> and you're doing something to another person uh-huh. oh man it's I, weird right stand by me does not feel like it's 90 minutes right it feels like a two and a half hour it's long great, movie I think it's a great film yeah and it's great. yeah i um i love a tight 90 that's kind of why i chose i mean because krisha also was yeah. you know an 80 minute movie yeah so i figured but finding a um 90 minute movies not as fun as 80 to 90, like in, yeah. in between. Yeah. So. 80 to 89? That's fun. Yeah. Wow. All right, so one point to Greg. Next question. Mm. This is 86 minutes long. Mm. It's from 2012. Mm. Uh, it's a comedy romance drama, and it's a black and white film. Ryan. Yes, Ryan. The artist? It is not the artist. <sighs> uh, this film was directed by Noah Baumbach. I should just... Fucking wait. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy romance drama film uh-huh. directed by Noah Baumbach. 2012. Gonna let you go. All right. Uh, a New York woman apprentices for a dance company and throws herself headlong into her dreams, even as the possibility of realizing them dwindles. Even as the possibility of realizing them dwindles. A Noah Baumbach movie, uh-huh. you say. It stars Greta Gerwig, oh, naturally. Mickey Sumner, Francis and ha? Adam Driver. I'm sorry, you didn't buzz in. Greg? Yes. Francis Ha? Yes, that's correct. Ah. <laughs> I'm going too soon. I just I don't know any Baumbach <laughs> movies. That's the only one I know the title for. <laughs> that and well, Greenberg. Those are the two that's, movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What the... <laughs> I don't know. Also starring know. Greta Gerwig. Really? Yeah. Never Greenberg. seen it. Yeah, it's uh, it's Ben Stiller and Greta. I haven't seen either of these movies. Um, Francis Ha is really good. Greenberg, I remember being kind of bummed out about. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's White bummer. Noise, though. His most recent one, very good. Ah, uh, here it's good. I, I really love it. that movie. Oh. All right, next one. Uh, two points to Greg currently. <sighs> I know. Next one. Uh, 83 minutes long. Ooh. This is from 1974. Ooh. It's a horror film. Ooh. Uh, according to John Larroquette, his payment for doing the opening narration was a marijuana joint. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, this movie stars Marilyn Burns, Alan Danzinger, Edwin Neal, and Gunnar Hansen. Gunnar Hansen, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, this film was directed by Toby Hooper. Fucking Greg. Yes. This is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That is correct. <laughs> it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There you go. <laughs> um, the synopsis uh, is five friends head out to rural Texas to visit the grave of a grandfather. On the way, they stumble across what appears to be a deserted house, only to discover something sinister within, something armed with a chainsaw. Ruh-roh. Ruh-roh. That is exactly what happens in the film. That yep. is, yep. And it's very accurate. There you go. It's only 83 minutes long. An upsetting movie that is too long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. 80 minutes long. This is from 1948. Oh, God. This is a crime drama mystery. Uh, there are 10 shots within this movie overall. Oh, Greg. Yes? Rope. 
It is Rope by Alfred Hitchcock. Good gravy. <laughs> uh, the tagline for it is, it begins with a shriek, it ends with a shot. Um, Pew. Pow, pow. Two men attempt to prove they committed the perfect crime by hosting a dinner party after strangling their former classmate to death, starring James Stewart, John Dahl, Farley Granger, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. All right, next one. They're not going to get away with it. <laughs> no. It's Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart's on the case. Yeah. Uh, have you guys seen that movie? Yeah. Rope? Rope? Yeah. Um, I've acted in a, the play version. <laughs> All right. So so the answer is no. <laughs> uh, and I've seen one of the shots. Okay. One of the 10 one minute of the ten takes. shots. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really like that movie. I think it's great. Yeah, it's good. All right. Uh, next one. Uh, Greg has an insurmountable lead. But I, we're going to keep playing. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, how much is it before you're like pounding me? I really thought you'd though. get Texas Chainsaw, my friend. I'm sorry. I know. I, I, in sorry. There for you. I, 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 I appreciate that. Just you I know. couldn't believe it when I buzzed in before. <laughs> I honestly couldn't believe it. I'm terrible at trivia. <laughs> that's this is okay. Not, this it's is okay. not good. <laughs> it's you know that's the the games are just for fun. <laughs> no, I have my reputation, and they're not <laughs> always they're not always one v one. Uh, mm-hmm. Just in this case, I thought it might be the fun way to to try and guess these. All right, uh, next one is eighty six minutes long. It is from nineteen eighty eight. It is an animated comedy family film. Uh, the title character's name comes from the mispronunciation of the word for troll in Japanese. Synopsis is: When two girls move to the country to be near their ailing mother, they have adventures with the wondrous forest spirits who live nearby. And this was directed by Hayao Miyazaki. As uh, <laughs> all 80, the clues eight, I have. 88, you say? <laughs> 1988. Two girls? Uh-huh. Two? Two. Are you sure? Well, that's what the synopsis is. Right. That's all I'm going Two off Two girls. Of. Two girls move to the country to be near their ailing mother. They have adventures with the wondrous forest spirits who live nearby. This could be any Miyazaki <laughs> <laughs> no well, it's, it's just one <laughs> not if you've seen it clearly just one well, i cannot believe i'm drawing a blank on the title oh oh, name. oh 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 greg uh-huh my neighbor totoro it is my neighbor totoro. oh man <laughs> uh troll in japanese i guess is toro 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 or something right and uh miyazaki's um uh, daughter or something i mm. think yeah mm-hmm. said totoro instead anyway I always forget that movie's like quite a bit older because it's well, yeah. It Totoro is still so present in media. I always think it's I always think it's older than that. It's become uh, that was another clue that I was gonna put in but didn't because I really thought it would be very clear by the time I said it's directed by Miyazaki. But this could be any uh, <laughs> Alan's talent but- is taking. <laughs> Like random bits of trivia and spinning them into a game that <laughs> confuses me <laughs> on hey, it's, properties. That's what I live for. Um, but no, the, yeah, the fact that they use the title character as the logo for the company now. Uh, that's going to be another clue yeah. that I mm-hmm. had. All mm-hmm. right, two more. Okay. This one is 88 minutes long. It's from 1957. It is a drama war film. Oh, Greg. Greg. Paths of Glory. It is Paths of Glory. <laughs> you're, now you're just showing off. Um, Winston Churchill said that the film was a highly accurate depiction of church warfare and the sometimes misguided sorry. workings of the military you're not mind. Sorry. I'm, I'm not sorry for that. I'm sorry for interrupting, Alan. Um, <laughs> when I said it, R- Ryan's eyes rolled back <laughs> so hard. I thought they were going to fall out of his head. <laughs> Just like, oh, this, oh, this fucking, fucking guy. guy. 
Um, yeah, Churchill said it was a highly accurate depiction of trench warfare. Uh, it stars Kirk Douglas. After refusing to attack an enemy position, a general accuses the soldiers of cowardice and their commanding officer must defend them. Directed by Stanley Kubrick. Mm-hmm. All right, last yeah. one. Wait, wait. Have you seen that movie? I have not seen that movie. It's I, very good. Yeah. I think you'd I like recommend it. it. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's kind of a horror movie. Yeah. yeah the, no, yeah. it's in the in the like well, in the like war as hell. Stuff, yeah. yeah, like it's I, I, I've just come up a few things on like some lists and stuff, and yeah. you've talked about it. So yeah, yeah. It's, I just didn't. <laughs> I didn't know until you said the title. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> All right, last one, friends. Ryan, see if you can get on the board. Okay, it's yeah. I'll try. <laughs> Maybe I'll maybe I'll change the format next. Time. No, you don't have to change Everyone the format. I'm just to answer. <laughs> it's doing terribly. It's all good. Uh, this is 80 minutes long. It's from 2004. It is a romance drama. Oh. 2004. Yep. This was nominated for best adapted screenplay. And it's 80 minutes long. Yeah. The longest take in this film is about 11 minutes long. Hmm. This film is a sequel film. And it's nominated for adapted screenplay? Yes. Because of... Because it's a sequel. It's because of a sequel. (laughs) Based on characters appearing in another film. The first film that this is a sequel to has a similar name. Oh, Ryan. Yes. (laughs) Before Sunset? It is before sunset. He did it. He got on the board, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I'm super glad it was that one. (laughs) Roll out the banner. (laughs) No, what's that? Put that away. Roll that up. (laughs) A tiny marching band. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the rest of the clues, of course. Uh, Nine year, the synopsis, nine years after Jesse and Celine first meet, they encounter each other again on the French leg of Jesse's book tour, directed by Richard Linklater, starring Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. Still that wouldn't have gotten it. Before Sunset. Yes, you would have. Have you never seen those films? No, I've seen all of them. They're oh, great. Okay. great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was acceptable in the 80s. Ooh, that's a great. Game that's a great game. all about awesome. uh, 80 to 90 minute films. The, which the, there should be more of. Mm-hmm. The before movies mm. are so good yes they are i like good. all three of those movies mm-hmm. um before sunrise it's lovely it's one of the most romantic films ever made mm-hmm. yeah which one's your favorite <sighs> probably before sunrise it's i always waffle between sunrise and sunset because i think sunrise like as i said most romantic movies ever made and i think it's just really lovely and wonderful to see a like summer romance that you know and and if you if you if that movie is just taken in a bubble like on its own without the sequel films uh you know there's the like i believe they did meet up again in a year and they lived mm-hmm. a happy life to you know like all that bullshit like yeah. like most rom-coms you know it's like the movie ends and you assume everything's fine afterwards um that's kind of the genius of doing the sequels but hmm. uh before sunset i think is one of the most honest films ever written Mm. um about relationships and about like so many other things and i think it does end with a like oh like they're made for each other and like Mm -hmm. it wasn't just a like whirlwind summer fling or summer romance that you know could have amounted to something else or whatever it's like no no like they lived almost completely separate lives after that day and then they found each other again and they realized they still love each other yeah there's just something about it. And then Before Midnight is uh, so very difficult to watch. Sad. 
just I love before me. I love it. So I think it's sad. great. I just like I it's the one of the three that I can't watch as often because yeah. it just depresses me way It's really sad in that movie and I think it's brilliant too. <laughs> it's just like all the great conversations they had in the first two movies they're now using to like hurt each other. I'm like, well, yeah. no, that's how that's how life that's, works. That's, yeah, and that's, <laughs> I think that's Linklater saying. How yeah, dare like I you? Said, like it's like when a rom com ends, like that's not where the story ends, you know. Yeah. And like think they're gonna have trouble. They're gonna have rocky times, and like it's what you do with that time that uh, you know depicts how you continue yeah. your relationship. I always found the ending of Midnight. Uh, really hopeful. Uh, do they pretend? Is that where they pretend they are just meeting again? Is that the yeah. ending, or is there okay? Well, they 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 do that and like and and they're gonna they're like no we're we're in this and we're gonna stay yeah and because mm-hmm. we love each other yeah and it's it's nice it is nice mm-hmm. I I don't know I gotta watch it again it's yeah. the it's the only one I've seen in theaters so that's. Oh, nice. mm-hmm. That that it's got a big. Yeah, I don't think I saw any of them in theaters. It got a big bump on that. That one. was cool. A bunch of us went. Yeah, yeah, that was, was a cool experience. Yeah, it was at Eau Claire. Yeah, it was. It was very good. It was very. R.I.P. Soon. Yep. Yep. I'll. I won't miss you. Oh well. I'll miss aspects of it. Yeah. Uh, of the Eau Claire cinema. Yeah. Yeah. I'll miss the fact, the fact that, that they bring I, in that I saw Tar that there. Most yeah. places don't um, bring in like that. She did a cool. book signing. Oh yeah, Lydia Tarr was there. Um, yeah, Lydia yeah. Tarr was there. Oh no, uh, this was before all that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure, that tracks. Well, I mean, like, we don't really talk about how brave it was of her to perform herself in that story. So yeah, that's, that's, it was really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'll never not be funny to me. Uh, it's great. It's perfect. Um, well, I think uh, we can wrap it up. We did it. We, we did. did it. We My talked God. to Prisha. Thanks Ryan, for having me. You came in person. You did. Yeah. You really Ta-da. did. It. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Also made that game work better, even though I yeah. know you didn't enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed myself fine. I'm just disappointed in myself. <laughs> I was worried about doing it over Zoom because I thought, you know, buzzing in wouldn't work. So I was like, well, with your, if you're no, live, no, it no. works. Yeah. No, I'm here. You're here. We did it. Yeah. Uh, great app. Great up. Great yeah. up, guys. One of our best. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Out of the two, definitely top two. <laughs> oh, I'll look forward to watching it fall down the rankings as we go. <laughs> um, well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, you can find us on uh, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. I guess. Bad yeah. Neighbors Pod. At Bad Neighbors Pod. Um, you can email us. You can't find us on Facebook. Nope. Don't know where that went. If you know what happened to our Facebook page. Please let us know. Please let us know. It's just gone. It's gone. It was just gone one day. Yeah. If someone's ransoming it, Mark, it's yours. Zucks? Do you count as Canadian news? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, do we count as Canadian news? (laughs) Zark fucker nerd. (laughs) Give us our shit back. (laughs) Give us our page. We didn't use it much, but people liked it, I think. I guess. Anyway, uh, you can email us at the hammockdistrict on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. It's not changing. It makes sense. It's never changing. Um, and uh, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios, where uh, we just finished talking Mission Impossible. So if you liked the brief times Greg mentioned it on this, mm-hmm. you can hear much more. That's right. You were very reserved this episode. <laughs> yes. And I know. I, I mean, I we did record that. a whole episode. <laughs> yeah, we did it. We on did a Patreon about the new one. We so. did a tight 90. We did do a tight 90. Nice. On uh, Mission Impossible 7 Dead Reckoning Part 1. Yes. And other summer films, but mostly yeah. that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what we've been uh, shooting out on our Patreon, and uh, you can get it if you subscribe. Um, once this, because uh, we're banking these episodes right now, so we're recording them before they're being released. But uh, once they start getting released, I think we're going to start doing some bonus Patreon stuff re- related to the list. So, mm-hmm. um, so look forward to that. Uh, I have some ideas, but I'm sure we'll have more. Well, like those we... top ones. That's that the didn't that's make the main it. idea I have. Yeah, yeah. we should mm-hmm. do those as bonus episodes. Because um, some of them I want to see, like yeah. uh, we won't reveal them here. But well, like um, that one, yeah, 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 yeah. This is the very same. Uh, that's it. Thanks to Ryan for joining us. We'll see him back again later on. I think you're not coming back <laughs> on this one till some of the top ten stuff. So. Yeah, no, I'm glad to be here now. Thank see you. where it begins, and you'll see, you'll where, see where it ends. ends. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. the alpha and the omega, that's or omega, omega. If you're British, an Ouroboros. If you will, or a snake eating its own tail, or an uh, Arabus, mm. if you're British. All right. Now, how do we sign off? I don't remember. Bye. Oh. Uh. <laughs>